From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sharita Brent here with Ashley Jeffco, Digital Media Director for MPB. Today, we'll help you control Alt and Delete. We'll start first with your browser history. Should you delete it often? Are there pros and cons to deleting it? We'll also talk about the benefits, if any, to deleting apps, messages, and emails. Then we'll discuss deleting clutter from your life. What should you do with that old tube TV, old hard drives, or cassette tapes? Call us at 877-MPB-RING with your comments and questions. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And today, we're going to help you control, alt, and delete. We'll start first with your browser history and talk about how often you should delete it, if there are pros and cons to deleting it. We'll also talk about the benefits, if any, to deleting apps and messages and emails when it comes to creating space on your tech devices. And we'll also discuss deleting clutter from your life in general. What should you do with that old tube TV you no longer watch, old hard drives, old cassette tapes? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments, experiences you'd like to share about these things, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? I'm good, Sharita. How are you? I'm doing very well. I understand you have some iPhone news. Well, there will be some iPhone news later today, so okay. I thought we could talk a little bit about it before it happens, because okay. that's how you handle hype, right? Yes. Uh, so Apple is today announcing their new iPhone in a media event. And this is number 17? Uh, this, yes. This Thousand. Will be, yeah. <laughs> uh, about, you know, we're in version 53 now. No, um, this, well, obviously this is going to be the iPhone 7. Okay. And um, any iterations thereof. So it's going to be the iPhone, the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus. Um, there was a potential leak accidentally where uh, Apple may have accidentally listed the phones on their website a little early. Okay. And they were listed as the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus. Okay. As the new phones. Have you heard any rumors about what's going to be different about this one? I read something about an iris scanner. I don't know if it was the iPhone 7, though. Maybe. Yeah, no. Maybe not. I haven't okay. seen anything about that, but I have seen... Um, no, that, no, it was a Samsung Galaxy. Uh, nope. Yeah. It is extremely likely that they will not have a headphone port in this iteration of the iPhone. And you've said that is to make it a smaller device. Yes, to go slim. for a slimmer device. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also entirely likely then that they will be coming with Bluetooth uh, headphones this time. Okay. So that'll be interesting to know. Um, the event itself starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time on the West Coast. So that's going to be uh, 1 o'clock our time, I believe, right? That's a three-hour difference. Sure. And, yeah, I believe that's correct. And so, yeah, it'll be very interesting. So do you think um, that everybody should upgrade 
just because it's coming out, does that mean you have to upgrade? Absolutely not. Um, Just because it's coming out does not mean you have to immediately go to the store and buy it. Um, As we've seen, this is Apple yearly releases a new update to the phone. This is not an S release, which means we will see some significant changes to the body of the phone. It's going to look different. But ultimately, the differences on the inside of the phone are not going to be huge. It is going to be more powerful. It's going to be a more powerful phone, but that's just because it's a new version of the phone. But um, again, I am firmly in the camp of upgrade every other year <laughs> oh, Okay. if you need to upgrade your phone. Yeah, I was trying to see if I was eligible for an upgrade, and it said that I would have to pay off uh, the, the remaining installment amounts, or I could buy it outright, which would be, I don't know, eight or $900. I was looking uh-huh. at the Samsung Galaxy Note 7, whatever you call it. I was looking at that, and I think it's about $800 outright. So I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, but I wouldn't be eligible for an upgrade te- technically until December two- 2017, and I think that's a little too long for the way my phone is heating up these days. So I kind of want to go ahead and and see. So I'm going to look into some options. Yeah. Have you thought about getting a new battery yet for your phone? I've not. We talked about that the last time on the show. Um, I kind of just want a new phone, even though I really, really like this one. But you talk badly about it all the time. So I feel like (laughs) I need to get something else. I base my experience purely on as much as you say you love your phone, you also seem to have a lot of problems with it. So I'm yeah, any know, any hate just like being or in a relationship. Shade. You love yeah. people, but you have problems with them. Yeah, right. But there's just like this pro con thing you have to weigh, and yeah. I really feel like, especially now that your phone is heating up and dangerously so, that maybe the cons are getting a little, a okay. little heavy. At least on this particular single phone, HTC's may be great. And if anybody else has other experience, I'd love to hear it. But everything that I've heard as it relates to the <laughs> HTC has not been particularly positive. Well, what do you think about the Samsung Galaxy Note 7? The Note 7 is a solid, solid phone. They're really powerful. Okay. They are solidly good phones. Big, huge phones. Oh. But I'm not like I care. It is a little bit bigger than my iPhone 7 Plus. It's a little bit bigger. Okay. So um, you're looking at a pretty big phone, but... um, and that screen is that screen is so nice. Okay, All right. I'm looking into it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you this morning. We have a couple calls on the line and some lines open. If you want to join us, would you upgrade to the iPhone Seven, or are you pretty satisfied with what you have now? You can give us a comment on that little piece of tech news. We're also talking today about deleting things, deleting your browser history. History. We'll talk about the pros and cons about that. If there are any benefits to deleting apps, messages, and emails when it comes to creating space on your tech devices, and also what should you do? with things you no longer use, like an old tube TV, old hard drives, cassette tapes. We'll talk about how to recycle or get rid of those things. 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation. 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We do have some emails to get to, but we'll go to the phones first. Uh, We're going to Alan, who's in Brandon. Good morning, Alan. What do you have for us? Hey, Sharita and Ashley, how y'all doing? Hey, doing well. Yeah. Y'all, y'all are talking about cleaning up uh, browser history, et cetera. And there's there's an ex- excellent utility that runs, at least in the Windows world, called CCleaner. That's C is in Charlie and the word cleaner with no spaces between it. That makes it real easy to clean up a whole bunch of stuff on, on your Windows computer. Mm, uh, okay. I mean, it, it'll, do, it'll do browser history, I think, and just, uh, just a whole lot. I, I can't remember. It does so much stuff. I can't remember what all it is. It, it, you can obviously... It's free, but you can choose to upgrade it if you want to do some extra stuff. But I just use the free version. It works really well. 
I think it may there may also be an app in the Android world that it has, but uh, Ashley might know more about that. And uh, so I just wanted to let folks know about that. You can do a Google search on CCleaner and, and find it, and it's a free download, and it works really well for managing that kind of stuff. And I and I just want to say about the iPhone, I, I'm not happy they're they're taking away the headphone jack, uh, but I, I just hope they explain other than they need to make the phone thinner as a reason for doing that because uh, that, that's not a selling point in my opinion. But hey, yeah. I think the phone's thin, thin enough as it is. But uh, hey, that, that that that's me. If you'll give me different opinions, as there are people out there, but. Uh, uh, it, to, to me, it seems kind of gimmicky as a reason to make you have to buy more stuff. I, I agree. I, I'm, doubtful, I, I'm doubtful they're going to have they're going to give a, a Bluetooth headset with it. I, I think it's more likely they're going to give you a little adapter that we can all lose that'll that'll mm-hmm. uh, turn the lightning connector into a uh, into the 0.3.5 millimeter jack. But 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 we'll see. And uh, and, and regardless of what people say, Bluetooth doesn't sound as good as a wired headset, and it's got latency issues. There's a that little bit true. of delay with with Bluetooth devices. So, hey, that's my opinion, and uh, that and the dollar will get you your choice at the Dollar Tree. So <laughs> there you go. All right, Alan, good thoughts <laughs> there. Um, and I've felt like he's felt for a while with, you know, more pieces to keep up with. Yeah, no, I think he's got a really good point, um, especially since the uh, preview pictures that I've seen of what this potential Bluetooth uh, iPod or whatever they're calling the ear pods these days. Uh, what they look like is they're just two separate individual things, so that's like twice the thing to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Okay. We'll see how this works. Um, no, I'm really curious to see. I think that, I mean, it's not going to be a very popular decision, but I do think I understand why Apple is moving in that direction. And not even just because of the um, the thinness, I think, is going to be a benefit in the long run, and that they can now include a little bit more on the inside of the phone because you're not having to account for that headphone jack, okay. which might be really useful for getting like a better battery in so you get longer battery life. But you may also end up with, um, I think they're also looking at use. Most people use their phones with Bluetooth headsets these days. Hmm. So that may also be part of the rationale. I, definitely, I have my little earphones here yeah, wrapped around I mean, my neck. <laughs> I, I don't. The only Bluetooth I have is in my car. Mm-hmm. So right. my new car. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Oh, I bet you it's really techy. It's techy enough. Okay. It's techy enough. <laughs> uh, we're going to go next to Timothy, who's in Louisiana. Good morning, Timothy. What do you have for us? Well, good morning, Tech Goddesses. And I'm, I thank Alan for the reminder about Sea Cleaner. That is a cool tool. Okay. It is. And and just to one thing that he did say, yes, they do make Sea Cleaner for Android. Also, you can get it for your Android phone if you are yeah. so interested. Okay, I got two questions and a statement. First, my statement: I'm calling you on my twenty dollars flip phone. Okay, from a dirt road in Louisiana. Okay, sounds pretty good. Yeah, um, and it only cost me thirty bucks a month. You know. Yeah. Oh man, and I miss those times. You, know, <laughs> you don't have to miss them; they can come back for you. I guess. Yes. Well, I also have a question about an IMG file. You know, used to be able to download my programs and operating systems in a zip file and just unzip it and apply it to where it goes. But now they're using IMG files. And what do you all use to unwrap that? Um, so an IMG file is a, usually it means it's a disk image. Uh-huh. So it is like 
the raw capture of a particular hard drive. So what Uh you can do with that is mount it as if it were a hard drive on your computer. So So I would have to burn it to a disk and then... And then... Not necessarily. uh, Um, You can... um, I believe 7-Zip supports it, so you can um, download it and um, kind of open the file and browse what's on it through that. It's called... It's You can find it at Uh 7-zip.org. Okay. And it is free, so you can use it. Um, And then you should be able to use something to burn that particular thing to a disk. But you will need to open it up first. And then you can burn it to a disk and use it as an image, and use that disk image. All right. All right. Well, very good. All right, Timothy. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate your call. Um, Let's see. We have Ruth in Biloxi with a question. Good morning. Ruth, what do you have for us? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Um, I know that I've heard several things about the the quality of the photograph from the Apple phone. Even I had someone tell me that the 5 iOS or something is better than the 6 and the 6. S is is not as good as a six plus. I'm trying to find something that I'd be able to take real good photographs with. Uh, typically speaking, the latest version of the iPhone takes great photos. Um, it I wouldn't even worry too much about people saying that an older version is better, because at this point, if you get an iPhone five, which I, there's it's debatable on whether or not that camera is actually any better than what you can get on the latest version. I don't think it is. Um, the it's going to be so far out of date that you'll have a lot of problems just using the phone in general. Mm. So if you are on the hunt for a new phone that takes great photos, I would wait until uh, give it a couple of weeks for the new iPhone to come out, and I would get that. Well, great. I thank you so if much. If you're stuck your on help. iPhone, okay. okay. Well, I am. I, I yeah. like my iPhone a whole lot. Okay, well, thank you very much. I mm-hmm. greatly appreciate it. Thank All right. Ruth, thank you so much. We appreciate your call. Uh, Louise is in Mobile with a question. Good morning, Louise. Good morning. I hope I can formulate my question correctly. Well, um, I have I take pictures with my iPhone and mm-hmm. my iPad. And does it automatically go to my Apple laptop? Not when it used to. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily. Now, what you can do is if you have both all three devices are connected to the same iCloud account Uh and you turn on photo sharing, then they will automatically sync all photos across all three devices. Okay. Um, I plugged in with a cord my iPhone to my laptop. Yes. And it seems like it used to just work. It would pop up the, the, the iTunes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I could choose which phones to transfer. Mm-hmm. Or or some or all of them. I'm not sure if it did it automatically or not. But I tried it last week and then it told me it, it couldn't do it and then it said power down your lap all both devices overnight, which I did and it's is not working. Do you have any tips? I would make sure that you are running the latest version of Photos on your laptop. Okay. Because those that that will cause compatibility issues. So I would make sure everything is running the latest version of all the software. Okay. 
I have an update hanging in there that I didn't do yet, but I, I think it was, what are the names? It's not Adobe. There was another thing that asked me to update that I yeah. didn't do. Yeah, that wouldn't be an update like that that would have impacted, but um, if you haven't run any updates on your phone either, make sure that you're running the latest version of the software on your phone too. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Okay, I'll try again. Thank yeah. you very much. And, and another thing to try, too, is if it's not opening it and doing it quite right, try opening photos first and then plugging your phone into your computer. That may also help. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> thank you. I'll try mm-hmm. that. Okay. Bye. Louise, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Good luck to you. Um, Michael, we need to take a quick break, okay? But hang on. We're going to get to you right after the break, and we do have some lines open. If you want to join the conversation, we're talking about deleting things today. Are there pros and cons to deleting your browser history? What about apps, messages, and emails? Could those things create space on your tech devices? And we'll also talk about deleting clutter from your life, like old tube TVs, old hard drives. How can you recycle or do away with those things? Call us at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments about that or the new iphone 7 is it something you would upgrade to or you want to stick with what you have 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org we'll be back in just a moment This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director at MPB. And today we're talking about deleting things. We'll start first in a moment with your browser history. Is this something you should delete often? Are there pros and cons to deleting it? We'll t- also talking about if you should delete apps and messages and emails, will that help create space on your tech devices and what to do with those old things that you have, like old tube TVs, old hard drives or cassette tapes, how to do away with or safely recycle those things. 877-MPB-RING is the number to call if you want to join the conversation. Also, we would like to know... Are are you going to upgrade to the new iPhone 7 or are you going to stick with what you have? 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Michael, it's promised we're going to you in Oxford with a question. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all today? Doing well. Great. Good. I had two questions. One, I have an old desktop computer from the early 2000s that I just want to recover the hard drive off of and, and be able to use those files and, and get back to those pictures wondered if you could give me some advice on how to do that. And second, since I upgraded to Windows 10 on my laptop, the the internal speakers with the laptop have not played any sound, and I wondered if you could give me some advice on how to get sound back on my laptop. All right, two really good questions. So we'll start with the first one, uh, tackling how to get that information off of an old hard drive. Does the computer still turn on at all, or is it just like... No, I think the power supply is shot, but it doesn't come on. So the first thing is, if it's just the power supply and there's not anything wrong with the hard drive, what you can do is, um, is it a desktop? Yes. 
Okay. The large Dell. Awesome. Those are super easy to remove the hard drives from. So just open it up and take out the hard drive, and then you can buy a really inexpensively a um, external enclosure for a hard drive. Okay. And then it'll essentially just turn it into like an external hard drive, and you can plug it right into your computer and check it out and see whatever's still on it. And that's a good start. We'll need to do that anyway since the computer has a shot power supply. If there's a problem with the hard drive and you get it pulled out and you can't use it, there's tons of software out there that you can use for um, recovering soft for recovering data off of hard drives. The biggest thing is that a not a lot of it isn't cheap, and the really good stuff is you're going to have to spend money on. There are some free things that you can start with, um, but it is not always effective. Okay. So, um, you can start with, uh, I think some of the ones to look at is Ease Us, Ease US. I'm not sure how they prefer to say it, but okay. um, that has some software that you can use. Um, who else? There's a few different options out there. Um, Seagate offers some software recovery. Uh, Carbonite might be able to help with it. Okay. Um, there's tons of different options, and you just might need to do some Google and looking around, especially depending on the, the um, age of that hard drive. You may need to make sure that it's supported. But so long as the hard drive is in good shape, you'll be able to use that external enclosure to get anything you want off of it. And so it just plugs in and then plugs into my laptop with a USB? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Super easy. So for your um, problem that you're having with your audio, um, this is not an uncommon problem. It's one of those things that happens a lot when people have uh, updated to Windows 10. So the first thing is to make sure that your sound card is running the latest version of the driver that tells it how to function. So you can do that by going through the start menu and then searching. Oops. My computer's trying to make a noise. Um, So you head over to the start menu, go to device manager, and there should be an option for sound controllers. Or might be see like sound video and game controllers. Okay. Uh, Open that, and then you'll have an option to update drivers for it. And make sure that that does it. If it's can't find the drivers on its own, you can go to the manufacturer's website and download the drivers for it. Okay. Um, but let it try to see if you can find it first. Um, another okay. thing is that um, sometimes Windows will need, if updating that doesn't work, you might want to try switching to the generic audio driver that Windows 10 offers. Uh, it's called High Definition Audio Device. And um, you can do that, again, through just updating the drivers on Windows. Okay, so I'll just switch the driver to the internal Windows 10 driver? Mm-hmm. Okay. And see if those two things work. If they don't, then you may have something, a weird setting turned on where it thinks that you have, um, like, another set of headphones, and you may need to go in and uh, make some updates on what the audio device it's using. When, it, when you go in, you know, to troubleshoot, it comes up and says external headphones is the only option I can get. So that may be part of it. Yes. But I haven't figured out how to change. I haven't been able to get anywhere to change that back to internal speakers. So. Yes, that is definitely what will be keeping the internal speakers from working if it thinks you only have that. Okay. Um, yeah, I would try updating those drivers first and see if that helps with that because that's one thing that can solve that problem. Okay, I'll All try right. that. Thank you a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your call, Michael. We appreciate it. Joseph is in Jackson. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. How you ladies doing? Doing well. Great. I was wondering if you had any any clue as to whether they would have wireless charging on the iPhone 6. Um, it doesn't look like it will. We haven't seen anything to that that suggests it yet. 
Um, I think that's probably something we'll see more with the eight, which there already has been a little bit of information leaking about what the eight may have in store. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Um, I, but we haven't seen anything that says that the iPhone seven will have wireless charging, which I am disappointed by personally, because I would love to have wireless charging on my iPhone. The Samsung Galaxy Note seven. I know it does. Uh, me too. Wireless charging moves the needle a whole heck of a lot more for me than Bluetooth does. Yeah. And I don't think there's any coincidence that it's the first major upgrade since they've acquired Beat. Oh, yeah. They are now shifting everyone to have to buy a new set of headphones. I do not believe you are on the... <laughs> I, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> that... All right. Well, All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much for your call, Joseph. Uh, So, Ashley, we were talking about browser history, browsing history. Um, What is browsing history? (laughs) It is the history of things you have browsed on the Internet. Okay. So so it's essentially like a a library. of. It's essentially a record of what web pages you've been to. Mm -hmm. Uh, This can be really convenient if you... um, find something interesting or cool on the internet and then you forget to bookmark it or save it or share it or post it to Pinterest or wherever it is you like to keep track of your bookmarks. You can use your history to go back in and find it. Uh, but it can also be really useful if someone wants to see what you've been doing on the internet. So when you say someone, you mean a family member. What about hackers? They can use that as well. Mm. That might be important for them to know what services you use mm-hmm. um, and give them some information on where to start trying to mine for data about you. So would you suggest deleting browser history occasionally or often? It's always a good idea. And even more than just it being a good idea, it can help speed your computer up, too, because it's Mm. a lot of information. If you never delete your browser history, that's a lot of information for your computer to keep track of. Okay. Or your phone. Both things do collect browser history. So it stores everything that you search on the Internet. Uh, is Is there an expiration? Does it go back only so many months uh, no, it will store everything until you tell it not to. Wow. Some browsers do have settings where you can tell it to, like, every so often go in and clear it up. But for the most part, you have to go in manually and tell it to, to clear history. And it's more than just the list of things that you've browsed. In a lot of places, when you're clearing that browser history, or, or you're actually clearing more browser data. Okay. So you're clearing out the history list. You're emptying out the cache on your computer, which can get really, really big. Um, The cache is where it stores information like picture files and stuff like that that make it a lot faster for web pages to load. But it does mean that it's storing all that stuff and taking up space on your computer. When we say cache, we mean C-A-C-H-E. Yes. Not dollar, dollar bill. Okay, Right. go ahead. Um, It also will delete cookies and other site information. Uh, Cookies are what a website leaves cookies behind on your computer that tell it, Hey, this user has been to this website. They've logged into my website. This is what they need. These are some of their settings for the website. So it keeps track of that kind of information through a cookie. And deleting that can be a little inconvenient if just because you're going to have to log back into websites again. But ultimately, what's even more important than that is that's a lot of personal information that you may not want stored on your computer all for all time. Okay. So, for instance, if someone uh, frequently visits a banking website, if you delete your browser history, then your login information will not exist anymore. You'll have to manually enter it. Well, not necessarily. So if you have that information saved as you've saved the passwords, um, it will not automatically delete that information unless you tell it to. Okay. But again, that's why it's so important to go through and see what data you've got saved and occasionally go through and tell it to clear saved passwords or to clear saved autofill 
stuff. Mm-hmm. They clear saved um, credit card information because most browsers do that now. Okay, that's a good point. All right, we need to take a quick break. Kathy and Janie will get to you right after this break. We do have some lines open if you want to join the conversation. We're talking about deleting things. Uh, We just started talking about deleting your browser history, the pros and cons about that. Also, we'll get into deleting clutter from your life in general. What should you do with that old computer, old tube TV, old hard drives or cassette tapes? Call us at 877-MPB-RING. If you have any questions about deleting apps and messages uh, to create more space on your tech devices, 877 672-7464 is the number or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And today we've been talking about deleting things like your browser history. Could that be helpful? Um, deleting apps and messages. Could that create more uh, space on your tech devices? And also how to get rid of those old things you don't use anymore, like old computers or old hard drives. Ashley, here's an email from Julie. Every time I have to update apps on my phone, it tells me there is insufficient storage. I had this situation just this morning. I believe I have moved all it will allow me to the SDS card and deleted cache stuff. I have tried to remove apps and I really don't have very many, but if it's stuff on my phone that I didn't put on it, I'm not sure if I should remove it or not. I did this once and end up removing the keyboard. Help. Oh no. A lot of times it won't even let you uninstall those pre-installed yeah, apps. For, a lot, for the ones that it considers absolutely essential, it doesn't usually let you... Um Remove them even if you do not consider them to be particularly essential, which is the case with a lot of that preloaded software on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, there are the first thing that I would recommend is that you get a bigger SD card. Mm. That it, it, you can get them; they're very inexpensive these days, and it would make a big difference in just the amount of space that you can store things. Um, the next thing is, and uh, the way you're describing this, it sounds to me like you have an Android phone. Um, you, some apps can be installed and run from the SD card. So you may need to move some of those apps over. Okay. That may also make a difference. Um, and then make sure that once you, even if you've moved stuff over to the SD card, like photos and pictures and things like that, um, photos, videos, audio, whatever kind of things like that you may have saved, make sure that you're actually deleting them off of your phone, the phone itself as well, so that they're not just on the SD card. Okay. That may also help, but I hope my mother is listening. She always runs out of space. I mean, can't read messages, can't open up stuff. Yeah. Never has usually the biggest culprit is photos Mm. because we take so many photos with our phones and And we don't think with them. Yeah. And we don't (laughs) think about how many photos we've got and that each of those photos take up a lot of space. Yeah. So it adds up really quickly. All right. We go to Kathy and Olive Branch who has a question. Good morning, Kathy. Well, my question is, like, if you search 
the next time you get on your computer, all in the sidebars, whatever you were looking at the day before is there. Can you stop that? Um, you what? know, like if I was one day I was looking for batteries for a scooter. Well, every time I got online, it was showing me batteries all down the sidebar of yep. the whatever you were in. How do you yeah. put it stop? How did they know where you've been and and try to keep selling you whatever you were looking at? Yeah, super annoying, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, um, that's done usually through cookies um, and that are saved on your computer that it accesses. But some of it is also just by uh, looking at your search history. In the case of Google, that's how it decides what ads it wants to serve you. Now, you can turn cookies on and off, right? You can. And you can also turn off ad tracking as well and ask things to not track you. Mm. Um, the way oh, you do okay. it is dependent on the um, browser that you have. Um, so one thing is, the first thing that's easiest to do is to um, just go in, go ahead and delete all your cookies that are on your computer, delete your browsing history, get that stuff cleaned out. Um, it's different for every browser, but if you just do a quick Google search on how to remove it for that particular browser... Uh-huh. It will give you the instructions on how to do it. There's a great um, WikiHow article that walks you through all five major browsers on desktop. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to clean it up because it's just got too much junk. Yeah. yeah and another... you were talking about um, your pictures. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPhone and they're in the iCloud, it, it would be okay to delete them off of your phone because they would still be in the cloud. I would. I always advise caution just to make sure that things are actually saved to the... Because sometimes when you delete things off of your phone, it also will go ahead and delete them from the cloud. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I always well, advise a little good. caution. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate y'all mm-hmm. being there. All right. And my external hard drive has worked wonderfully for putting pictures on it. Yeah, that's what... I have one of those as well. I, and that's where I store all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So another thing, um, in addition to cleaning history, if you're worried about that kind of tracking... One thing that you can go on, and all major current browsers will allow you to block third-party cookies and site data. Okay. And that's what a lot of these um, these advertisers, that's how they store that information and get that information on your browsing history and stuff. So um, you can do it in Internet Explorer, Google Chrome, Firefox, blocking third-party cookies. Again, if you need to know how to do it for your specific browser, just Google search, block third-party cookies name of the browser, and it'll tell you exactly how to do it. I'm telling you, it feels really invasive, I mean, to you look up bath tiles, and then for the next week you have a bunch of bath tiles. I mean, I can't imagine for people who search bad things what kind of uh, <laughs> uh, ads they have popping up, you know. Well, and, and this is another thing that I like to make use of, especially when I'm just looking for stuff, and I don't necessarily want this to become part of my internet history, and it may be something like I'm looking for birthday presents for someone, mm-hmm. and I share a computer with um with various different people in my life. And I don't want them to know that I've been looking at their birthday presents and right. see things. So what I'll do is I use um, Google Chrome and Google Chrome has an incognito mode mm-hmm. where it automatically does not save any cookie information. It doesn't save any browsing history information. So it's really useful for stuff like that. I'm a big fan of, and a lot of browsers do offer this sort of incognito or secured private browsing. And it automatically turns off a lot of those settings that, um, where things are tracked. Okay. So useful. All right. More calls to get to Janie is in Ripley. Good morning. What do you have for us? Good morning. Hey. I just had a quick question. Y'all were talking about um, 
deleting your history and cookies and things on your computer. Does the same apply to your phone? Do you have it? Does your phone? I have an iPhone. Does it keep a history as well? Yes, it does. Well, how do you go? Do you delete it in the same way? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, in Safari, you'll open. If you use primarily Safari on your iPhone, you can get to deleting the browser history through uh, settings. Okay, like you mean on the phone itself, yes. the settings. You don't have to go to Safari and then to settings. Right. Okay. Well, I, I personally tend to use Google more, which I'm not sure why, but I do. So, is how do you do it for Google? So on Chrome, you do have to do it through the Chrome app. So you'll open that up and go to the click on that little three line options box, mm-hmm. and there'll be an option to clear all. Okay. So I use Chrome. It's it's lightning fast. That's yeah. why I use Chrome. <laughs> what were you saying, Janie? I'm sorry. So your phone does keep a history, just like your laptop or yes, or it does. Okay. And sometimes it syncs because yes. I'll look at something on my phone and then that same whatever I search will pop up on my laptop. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. It's a little scary. Yes. <laughs> but it's also a convenience thing. And that's kind of, it all comes down to being educated on how this information is shared and how it's being used. Because I know that I've certainly been plenty of times, I love being able to look at something on my phone and then sit down at my laptop and pull the same thing back up. Mm-hmm. That's really useful. And that's a, it's a trade-off though, of trying to decide how much information do I want shared versus how much convenience do I want to get of, from the ability of that stuff to share information. Yep. All right, Janie, thank you for your call. Uh, Jerry is in Macomb. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Hey. I have an old, about 2000, uh, year 2000 uh, laptop mm-hmm. with a DOS program on it that I use, and that's the only reason I'm keeping this laptop, because I'm just not sure if I can transfer it on to a new laptop, and my my monitor's about to die, and I know i got to do this pretty soon. I'm just wondering if I'm going to be able to save this thing. So what you need to look at is a piece of software called DOSBox. That's D-O-S-B-O-X. And it okay. is a free piece of software that um, em- that is an emulator for DOS. And it allows you to set up and run DOS software in any modern computing environment. Okay. It's super useful. I, I primarily use it to play old DOS games like Oregon Trail or Wheel of Fortune, like yes. some of that old stuff like that. But um, it does work with tons of other software. Well, good. That's that's what I'm. That's what I need now. Will I install that on the old one or on the new one or on both? the new one? Okay. You'll install it on the new one. Okay. All right, Jerry. Thank All you right. for your call. You've helped me. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it. Ashley, have I, have I ever told you that you're awesome? If you had an answer to everything, I would put you in a technology quiz bowl like the national. Please don't. You are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here like, what is a DOS box? Okay. DOS box is awesome. I'm a big fan of it, especially like, again, like I said, I play a lot of old video games and sometimes mm-hmm. it's fun to play Oregon Trail and yeah. sort of use DOS box for. I also I've use been it playing, to play uh, uh, the Sims. Pac-Man. Ah, she's the... so much faster than Mr. Pac-Man. That's because she's Miss Pac-Man. She's more awesome because yeah. she's got lipstick on. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Yes. Lipstick. <laughs> Maybe I can put fast. some lipstick on. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Ron is in Tupelo with a question. Good morning, Ron. Hi. Um, first of all, um, I do want to do this. Thank you guys at MPB. You're great. And I'm a sustaining member, but I'd like to challenge everybody calling in today that gets advice, make a donation. Mm, hey. Yes. Yeah. Why not? You got some advice? Send them a little money. Anyway, yeah. my question. 
anyway, my question, I'm an old guy, retired engineer. I used my first computer was an Apple II C in 1986. Yes, I'm old. But anyway, my question, something that makes me feel stupid. I go in to buy DVDs, you know, to make copies of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever know whether to buy the DVD plus R or minus R. And I've read online and I'm still as confused as I was before. Hmm. So straighten me out. Do I need a DVD minus R or plus R? That's an interesting question. And, and Ron, thank you for um, suggesting to people to give. There will be an opportunity very soon for yes. you to do so. So uh, be sure to listen up. But, you know, those sustaining donations really do help us. Uh, what do you think about that, Ashley? Um, so those two formats are almost exactly the same. The only real difference is the way they determine the location of the laser beam on the desk. Um, they're supported by all the same stuff. So there's really not any net like actual difference. Now, if you're um, talking about a DVD versus a Blu-ray disc, then that's a significant difference. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's really not much of a difference between a DVD R and DVD plus R. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Ron. We appreciate your call. And uh, being a sustaining member, we appreciate you very much. Frank is in Jackson. We'll go to him before the break. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, ladies. I enjoy your energy and your sprightness. Thank you. you use these days. <laughs> that's like, good. I like it. Yeah. The young folks yeah, call I, it, we're lit. We're turned up. Yes. That's what the yeah. young folks. <laughs> uh, like the previous caller, I, too, am a retired engineer, the best profession in the world. <laughs> and unlike the previous caller, my first computer was a Commodore. I tried to uh. build from uh, Science, uh, Scientific uh, America and some of these uh, magazines, I can never put it together. Uh, my comment is that don't get a sense of false security when you use the uh, browser's incognito or uh, 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 low down or down under yeah. browsing function. Yes. Because they give you a great big disclaimer that says that the only thing this does, in effect, is hide your browsing history from anybody who gets on your computer, but the Internet provider will still have all that information. Yes. Correct. And if you read the Internet provider's, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Terms of service. Yeah, uh-huh. Believe me, I read it one time about four years ago. We'll never do that again. It took three days. <laughs> uh, they tell you up front that anything on the Internet they reserve the right at their discretion for either financial or national security uh, reasons to share your browsing history with anybody they choose to share it with. Yep. So you are basically just hiding your browser history from, I hate to say it, your wife or you know your kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once it's on the Internet and people keep telling you this, people, it is out there for anybody to use, and anybody are usually uh, not necessarily the government. They're not the bad guys. The bad guys are American Express and Microsoft and Apple. These guys are amassing so much information, and they don't know what they're going to do with it, but they know it's valuable. So the best thing to do to hide your browsing history is don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, just do your dirt in person. Don't do it on the computer. There it Uh-oh. is. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I can't. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Today is now over. It's over. 
Thank that, you. That is my word against yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frank, those are really, really good points, though, uh, because it does have that disclaimer uh, when you visit an incognito tab. So uh, just good to just be cautious because it Ashley states all the time that things are permanent, you know, once it's yeah. on the Internet. Um, we need to take our last break, Ashley, and uh, I see you have something to say, I think. Well, no, I mean, it is possible to obscure your browsing activity. Mm-hmm. It is possible, but it's not easy. And it's not something I recommend for the average user because it does take a lot of work. Um, but it is possible. So you can do it. There's mm-hmm. certain web browsers that exist that specialize in that, that encrypt your traffic in such a way and use uh, making good use of things like VPN servers so that you are actually going around and you aren't actually using the traffic through your ISP, but through a different provider altogether and routing that traffic a certain way that your ISP can't actually track it. It it is possible to do, but it's not easy. Okay. So it's one of those things that, and and for a lot of ISPs, if they detect that you're doing something like that, it is automatically, they're like, what are you doing? You're doing, you're up to no good. Mm -hmm. So, because ISPs can still kind of track what kind of stuff like that. If you're using a whole bunch of stuff and they can't really tell where it's coming from, then they're like, that like red alarms buzzing everywhere. Like, Yeah. Burp, Ashley's on the internet control. doing weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. So don't. <laughs> just just don't. All right. Taking our final break. When we get back, we have some time for you to join the conversation. We've been talking about deleting stuff like your browser history. Is there any benefit to that? Also, deleting apps and messages to create space on your tech devices and getting rid of getting rid of old tech like old TVs, old laptops, hard drives, things like that. If you have any questions or comments, call us quickly. 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat. This morning we've been talking about deleting things like browser history, how to delete apps and messages and emails to create more space on your phone and getting rid of old tech as well. All right, Ashley, so when it comes to apps and messages, for instance, I have, I don't know, five different email accounts and my Yahoo, I probably have 6,000 messages. You think that's slowing my computer down at all? Not necessarily. Okay. So emails don't slow your computer down? or They can. That's why I said oh. not necessarily. Okay. So um, if you're using an email server, like a, some kind of service, like if you have um, Outlook and that's how you browse your email, it does save a lot of information locally and that can slow your computer down. If you just go online and go to like yahoo.com and log in and check your email through that, it's not going to slow your computer down because you're not actually saving any of that information on your computer. 
Okay. What about text messages on cell phones? They can take up a lot of space. Oh. And especially if you have a lot of like um, media messages. So if you've been sending people photos and stuff like that back and forth, that kind of stuff gets saved in your messages and it can make for text message conversations that take up so much room on your phone. Mm-hmm. So it is worth it to go through and kind of clean that out every once in a while. Um, and I'm curious about deleting your footprint from the internet. So if I Google my name right now, mm-hmm. mainly good things come up, uh, but sometimes my name is attached to someone who has posted a picture of me on their Facebook page and stuff like that. Is it possible to not have like an internet profile at all? People don't, really realize that if you put information on LinkedIn, then that information is public. I mean, I have been able to Google people's names and get addresses, phone numbers and everything. So what are your thoughts on that kind of reducing your presence on the Internet? It's hard. Mm. Um, It is really difficult. Once you've got that information out there, it is really, really hard to remove it. Okay. So there are specific um, companies that specialize in that. If you absolutely need to completely remove your footprint, it will involve a lot of uh, logging into things and deleting accounts and waiting. And even then, even then, the Internet is still archived and that information may still be saved on the uh, various different archives that exist for the Internet. And that can be really hard to get it removed from. So it is not an easy thing to go through and try to delete your footprint. If you decide you want to, the first place to start is removing any and all social media networks. Right. That's going to be the first thing that pops up for you mm-hmm. in almost every situation. I'm, I Googled myself and the first thing that pops up is my LinkedIn, my Facebook and my Twitter. Okay. So that's always going to be like the very first thing that pops up about you. All right. And last question, just in general, when it comes to getting rid of old tech, like those old tube TVs, old hard drives, cassette tapes, is there a place that you can take these things? Do they recycle these type things? Yes, there's plenty of places that do. Um, there, most of uh, your big tech stores will take will allow to, you to bring in all kinds of like little things and they have like bins right out front that you can drop stuff in for recycling. So just throwing it in a river is not a good idea. That's a terrible idea for any garbage, Sharita. Why do you do that? E-waste. They talk about e-waste and how dangerous it is because of the electronics are filled with heavy metals and things like that. Yeah, not safe for the environment at all. Mm-hmm. Um, most places will allow you to bring it in for recycling. So again, just check with your big box stores or any local electronics store that you have nearby. Most of them will take it for recycling or which is the best thing you can do with it, or at least make sure it's disposed of safely. All right, let's end on a funny note. Okay, uh, this is a good joke I had uh, texted to me this week, so uh, credit to Ellie. Uh, what font do they use for alphabet soup? Alphabet soup font. Times New Roman. I don't know. Jonas, you got anything? You almost got it, Sharita. Times New Roman. 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 Times okay. New Roman. <laughs> 